This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. I'm Karis Husted. I'm Rocio Valderrabano. Welcome to Future Forward Aarhus, where you explore the future with us. Since today is our first ever episode, we wanted to share a bit more about our show. We are a show about the future and the people who are creating that future. Okay, so what exactly do we mean by this? It could be a super space age innovation like virtual reality or rocket ships. Or it could be something that just makes someone's everyday life a little better, like an app that improves communication between NGOs and refugees, or a restaurant that's found a new way to reduce food waste. And we believe that the future doesn't just come from Silicon Valley or the hallowed halls of university. It can come from anyone who is thinking about how to make the world a better place. And we believe a lot of people are thinking that way in Aarhus. So on Future Forward Aarhus, we are going to bring you stories, interviews, and vignettes about the change makers and futurists right here in central Jutland. These are entrepreneurs, designers, placemakers, chefs, architects, students, professors, and just ordinary citizens who are trying to understand what the world will look like tomorrow, today. Our show will run every other Wednesday, and each episode will be themed around the future of something. It could be the future of immigration or the future of food. We are going to find out what Arhus is talking about and report on it. And since we're all experts and non-experts at something, we're going to be asking our sources to confess something they have always wanted to learn. Future Forward Aarhus will be produced by a team of five master's students who are studying journalism here in Denmark. We have a combined background in tech, startups, business, and science. We are passionate about bringing you the stories of the future, so let's get to it. Today, we're going to dig into the future of fashion, how tech is changing the clothes we wear every day. First, we'll hear about a recent fashion technology show that turned Aarhus waterways into an LED-lit runway. Then we'll hear from a local startup using nanotechnology to develop waterproof clothing. So, as we said, today's focus is all about fashion tech in Aarhus. As you may have heard, Aarhus is the European capital of culture for 2017. This means the city has been putting on some big events to push the boundaries of culture and capitalize on international attention. One of those events was Aarhus Walks on Water, an international fashion technology competition and show. I wanted to know more about why Aarhus chose fashion tech as one of their flagship events of the year. And I also wanted to hear more from designers working in the field. What are they creating? What are the limitations? And when will fashion tech go from runway to our closets? So this September, I talked to organizers and designers about this fashion tech future. Take a listen. Imagine this, a long runway, pulsing music, models wearing funky designs, and a fashionable crowd sipping champagne. You might have guessed it, we're at a fashion show. But we're not in Paris or London or New York. We're in Aarhus. And at this fashion show, things feel a little different. The clothing is glowing and blinking in the shadows. The runway is floating on water. And an electro opera singer is serenading the audience with her predictions for the future. This was Aarhus Walks on Water, a fashion tech show held outside the Dock One Library this September. 
It was the culmination of an international competition that asked emerging designers to tap into their inner techie, their muse, the fashionista of the future. Eight finalists from around the world were chosen to showcase their tech-inspired designs. The organizers set up a floating runway on the Aarhus Harbor to create a spectacle for citizens in the city. An expert panel of judges awarded 10,000 euros to the best in show. It's part of a larger trend in the fashion industry, where designers weave hardware and software into the clothing we wear every day. And it's more and more likely to come to your closet. Levi's just teamed up with Google to create connected fabric, that lets wearers change their music by tapping their jacket sleeve. Adidas just announced it will be 3D printing 100,000 pairs of sneakers by the end of 2018. Now Aarhus, it seems, wants to be a part of that fashion tech future. Which seems a little odd, right? Aarhus doesn't have the tech savvy of Berlin, and it certainly doesn't have the fashion pedigree of Paris. But what it does have, I found out, is history. Marianne Huang, the organizer of Aarhus Walks on Water, Explain this to me while at the Dock One Cafe a few days after the show. Aarhus and region Greater Denmark is a, a huge and old tradition for textile. You know, the merchants would uh, sell wool from the region where they would have all the sheep and things like, like that. Uh, but also having the first like textile mills, uh, that kind of industrial uh, revolution. And now, like growing into, we have actually the largest uh, part of the uh, national revenue on textile and clothing uh, within this region. That said, the textiles industry in Denmark has been hit hard in the last decades. Employment dropped 80% from the 70s to 2000s, according to a study by the Aarhus School of Business. So Huang said now is the time for innovation. So you have like an old backbone of industry. And this industry is now has been doing a lot of outsourcing, but has also been looking at you know new production, new material. And we have some really great players in the region who have been doing functional textiles uh, and development on that. Fashion students have also heard that tech is key to future jobs. Tia Maria Yakola, one of the finalist designers, just graduated from Aarhus's Via University College. There is a lot of opportunities and uh, it's all about that schools don't teach that much about it. And I see it's going to go in the future more to that way. Well, there's a lot about this like functionality about like having garments uh, like in the safe way also like that it can measure your heartbeat. It can show you like if something is wrong with your body like in this way, like in the smart ways. Okay, so it's clear that this is where the industry is headed. And it's clear why this is important that Aarhus starts to develop talent for the future of the industry. So what did that look like on the runway? Yakola's designs were some of the most avant-garde of the entire night. She showed a brown furry dress accessorized with glowing LED light-up eyes and massive felt red lips, like the model was wearing a light-up Furby. Another dress featured feathery tulle shoulder pads with a torso-sized microphone outlined in glowing blue. For her, fashion tech was a way to create designs that were playful, kooky, and fun. More about challenging the audience to think differently about what clothing is and what it could be. Not all the designs were so outlandish, however. Ukrainian designer Miroslava Vitoka and French material scientist Manoli Peterson designed with dark colors and rich fabrics. They integrated tech in a very subtle way. One of their coats had tiny, intricate cutouts just highlighted by small LED lights inside the lining, Peterson explained. 
It would be a small light, like a jewelry. It's not something that's flashy, but it's something that makes her coat a little bit spatial, and you have to pay really attention in, before detecting that, oh, it's because just there's light on. So we're trying to make the lightning not overtake the, the garments, but more about um, to make the garments a little bit more lively. The designer also used natural fabrics and dyes for the clothing. And that's actually pretty innovative. Sustainability of fabrics in an industry notorious for waste and pollution is another way to think about the future of clothing. The choice that she has made in terms of fabric is a reminder that they are biodegradable fabrics. The zinc and the wool are, material, are natural materials. It's kind of like a reminder to be sustainable. Other designers use technology as a way to tell a story. Taiwanese designer Yi Yu Chen's line was inspired by a mysterious forest setting. She used crystals and whimsical patterns to bring animals and plants to life on her clothing. The topic is about technology, but uh, my concept is more like a natural light, and it's about walk inside a dark forest at night, which is almost like a dream. It's, it's one of one of very essential piece here that you can see the light is on the print on the owl's eyes so that it looks like the owls, they are moving. Sounds pretty dreamy, right? The judges agreed. Chen walked away with the top prize at Aarhus Walks on Water, winning 10,000 euros to keep creating fashion tech. Okay, so as you probably heard, most of the designers focused on LEDs to light up their clothing. That's technology, but it's not exactly connected fabric or heart monitoring material. Aesthetics, it seems, are the first step. Function is still a little bit in the future for many designers. And there are a lot of challenges ahead. Technology development is expensive and it takes a lot of time. Wires and cables must be taken out of clothing before they're washed. Designers, like Yakola, said there are issues with battery size and power. Well, of course, the limitations of how much you can have the lights in it, like for the wires and everything, like how much power you can have in one garment, that that gives the limitations a little bit, <laughs> that you cannot have the full, what your imagination might want on the stage. Basically, you might say fashion tech is in prototype mode right now. The promise is there, but there's still a lot of experimentation and mistakes ahead. But that isn't to say it couldn't be coming to your closet sometime soon. Even light-up clothing could easily go from the runway to the street, Huang pointed out. Using something like light for embellishment, but also for communication. Obviously in, 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 in Denmark, which is like uh, half of the years, it's, you know, it's dark. And we are a bicycling community, biking community. Obviously fashion tech could mean something. it sounds that you spent a really nice time there. Yeah, it was, it was pretty enjoyable. It was cool to see the Aarhus waterways sort of turned into this runway. And of all the clothes and designers you saw, was anyone that you liked the most 
Yeah, I think um, the uh, materials uh, scientist and um, the Ukrainian designer that was in the um, the piece you just heard, they were probably my favorite. And I think it's because uh, they really integrated tech in this very subtle way. You know, when I think about um, fashion tech, I know I don't want to go out on the street with this, you know, huge, uh, very fancy um, light up uh, dress or something like that. But I do like the idea of just a little lights with a little embellishment. So it would be possible that we, that we see these clothes from runaway to the streets soon? It's, it's hard to say. Uh, most of the designers and experts that I talked to said that there's still just so many limitations ahead. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that when you have a battery pack in your coat, how are you going to wash that? You know, are you going to have to always go to the dry cleaner? You know, I, so I think we really have to have that materials uh, science innovation bef that, you know, allows something to be electronic and also washed before uh, we can actually really see this in our closets. Well, so there's a lot of research ahead to do on this topic, but really, really nice. And everything, it seems it was a really nice uh, runway. You are listening to Future Forward Aarhus, where we are exploring tomorrow, today on the radio. A runway like Aarhus Walks in Water gave us a preview of future uses of technology applied to fashion. Yet, some brands have incorporated other kinds of innovation to the clothes people wear in their everyday life. In Future Forward Aarhus, we talked to Soren Fantini, a current student of the Master in Innovation Management, and he is one of the people that is changing the clothing scene in the region. Innovation is about finding something new or improving uh, something that already exists. Uh, there are, of course, several, like two stories to um, to every his, uh, to every uh, or two sides to every story, and um, I think that uh, innovation is about making the best out of an opportunity or possibility, and uh, to put them to work. He is Sorin Fantini, a 26 years old entrepreneur based in Aarhus, Denmark, who is also the founder and CEO of Fantini of Denmark a luxury brand dedicated to elaborate clothes liquid repellent that, for instance, doesn't lose the meaning of fashion. When people hear the word fashion, a lot of times they think about uh, the, the catwalks with Lady Gaga-styled uh, models uh, walking around with a very angry face. Uh, and, uh, and basically, yeah, something that you would not necessarily wear In, uh, on the streets but uh, for me fashion is, um, is very different because it's an expression of who you are and uh, who you want to reflect uh, to, to other people and, um, and I think it's very important to look, to look good in every uh, situation and this is actually also how I came up with the idea of Fantini of Denmark The brand started in 2014 Soren saw the opportunity to innovate in daily wear first when he compared the activities he and his friends did like sailing on a boat and afterwards go on clubbing. Especially because at some point, and as a consequence of some spillover, for example, of red wine into their clothes, it was difficult to attend somewhere else immediately. He thought on giving them the possibility to wear some clothing that could adjust to any place or event without having to take care about any accident. This is how Fantini of Denmark began. Soren came with the idea to produce clothes that could be liquid repellent. That is a concept completely different from what we understand as water-resistant. He was looking not only to avoid water, but also olive oil, wine, ketchup, among other liquids. Well, waterproof is something that is not breathable, first of all. And it's not possible for us to make, for example, a polo that is breathable and 100% waterproof. Um, so it is liquid repellent. 
and that means that at some point the liquid will go in but what we do is uh, we make a test uh, which is some a test that is called Bundesman test uh, which is about uh, which is like a year of rain in 10 minutes and uh, our clothes uh, withhold for a minute and a half but how does this technology work in order to resist that amount of rain it works in such a way that it's applied within the textile so that it's set within every textile thread and then afterwards it's warmed up to 270 degrees celsius so that it stays in there so you may say that it's a kind of nanotechnology that is included in the clothes but it's not on nano size anymore so it's simply technology uh, and the the difference between our technology and others on the market nanotechnologies is that ours you can wash it up to 50 times and uh, it's still there through the years the technology has been improved the company defines itself as the only one in the world to do the most tests regarding the quality of the textiles, colors, and its functionality with the nanotechnology. We always improve it. Like the technology, of course, always improves, and uh, we went from three, uh, 30 washes to 50 washes uh, already, and uh, and it's getting better and better. But also now we uh, we made it 100% organic, so the technology is 100% organic. And then uh, we have changed um, our clothes to uh, the cotton, the textiles, to be 100% organic as well, from uh, Prima Cotton. So it's uh, it's from the highest of the qualities. And, um, and yeah, so we always try to improve it this way. And with new designs, we are now doing uh, some new collections for uh, some customers. Coming up with this development has not been easy, not only in its technical definition, but also in how they introduce their product to potential customers. There are, of course, some challenges about uh, how to make it work, but the most challenge, uh, what, what we, the, yeah, what, the challenge that we faced uh, mostly was the perceive, like how people perceived it, uh, because when you look at it it seems magical and uh, a lot of people were very skeptical yeah how does it work um do i get will i get sick out of it or, uh, or is it yeah is it necessary to have it and uh, we had also we have had to explain to people how they can use it because they do not necessarily uh, want to to say that uh, or admit that they spill a glass of wine uh, on themselves uh, once in a while or or that uh, they um, they go out in uh, from the boat to the um, to the club something that is very important to underline is that Fantini of Denmark is not only an example of innovation in the Danish fashion industry but also a successful startup where young people is involved the project has been supported by the incubator of Aarhus University First of all, it has been very good and uh, it has been uh, a very good help because the Orange University is very keen on helping um, well, come upcoming entrepreneurs uh, with an idea. Um, we are, for instance, in the um, Student of Exos Aarhus, which is the uh, incubator of Aarhus University, uh, where we are a bit more than, uh, than 60 companies here, startups. Um, and we get help from um, from uh, several talented um, people who want to to help us and uh, who are trying to to lead us in the right direction. 
while we are still learning because uh, entrepreneurship uh, especially in such a, an early level is uh, is about learning and doing mistakes so um, so they are here t- in so that we can uh, make a few mistakes and um, and make cheap mistakes as well Finally, for Sorin and Fantini of Denmark, adding technologies to fashion doesn't stop here. Every single brand or every single segment within fashion should have some kind of technology because until now it has on only been closed, uh, closed and um, and yeah, we, why not having more from it? Because with our technology, for example, it doesn't change the flexibility, the breathability, or the softness of the textile. You basically cannot feel any difference while wearing it, but it's there uh, when you need it, when you spill something on yourself, or uh, or when it rains, for instance. Uh, you are just looking at your best uh, uh, along the day. All right. Well, I'm obviously super interested in this because I spill on myself all the time. Um, it also rains here in Denmark, and I always feel like I'm getting soaked. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the clothing they offer. You know, what, what kind of do they have in their fashion line? Well, they have uh, clothes for uh, men and women, so it doesn't matter. Uh, you can find something for you, and it's really interesting because uh, they're uh, looking more for this sport wear and outdoors uh, and also a combination if you want to go to have dinner with someone but you have been on another activity the whole day and they offer t-shirts shirts and some jeans and also skirts for girls so they have a look uh, a lot of uh, of different clothes and it's it's really really nice because they are also experimenting with some colors so They, you can uh, look for them and watch out if someone would fit you. Great. Uh, I definitely have uh, you know, a lot of those boat-to-the-club days, so <laughs> I'll probably need it at some point. But you know, I'm curious, too, um, whenever we're talking about materials, um, you know, whenever you do some kind of innovation in fabric, it always feels like it changes the way it feels. So what do these clothes feel like? Do they feel kind of rubbery or different from your usual polo or pair of jeans? Actually, no, and that's something important they underline because uh, their technology has a patent, and this patent makes uh, the possibility that you didn't realize that you are wearing something uh, uh, liquid repellent unless you get something in your clothes. So if you don't, if th- anything happens to you, don't worry. Uh, you could uh, still wear your favorite, it could be your favorite t-shirt and just go on with it and you will never uh, notice that you are wearing something different. So what is next for this company? Well, actually they are working now in a new collection and of course they are trying to do something for exclusive customers. They are uh, exporting their brand to some other places like Monaco. So this is not going, this is not happening only here in Denmark. So this project is looking for people around the world and I'm sure they are going to go far, far away. I'm Karis. And I'm Rocio. All right, and before we wrap things up, at the end of every episode, we're going to share confessions from our experts, something they've always wanted to learn and why. The idea is that the future is all about learning something new. And even those who are experts in what's next still have to learn new things every once in a while. So today, Marianne Huang, the organizer of Aarhus Walks on Water, shared with me why she wants to learn how to code, but also why she may never learn. 
for a really long time I've been thinking I would really like to learn to code because it's a it's another language um, and it's a skill and it's very much interties with what I do what I want to promote uh, what I want to push or entice the students to engage with but I think also within like the last year half a year month two months I said no I'm not I I might learn you know to code using like you know blocks building blocks but I would much more like to admit that I don't code and I would like to work with people who are really 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 uh, talented and uh, daring in doing coding sometimes you know give up on getting a skill that would enable you to order sort of in 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 the comparison to order a beer in brazilian and get to work with someone who is really you know a brazilian poet on language level that's much better <laughs> And on the other hand, Soren Fantini from Fantini of Denmark would like to improve his skills on time management as it is important for him to combine leisure time with innovation. Well, I would like to um, to learn like how to organize my time a bit better or like always improve myself to uh, to, to be better at, uh, at that because um, I like to travel uh, a lot and of course I do it a lot with, uh, with the company but I also like to have the adventurous side of traveling so just take the motorcycle and um, cross the uh, the the Sahara for for example and um, and it's very difficult to uh, to have your comp- computer with you and answering the phone while you do that and and uh, because of that it's also very relieving and uh, there's a, s- a sense of freedom that uh, that I get out of it um, together with um, with this adventure and uh, when traveling on a motorcycle you have much more of your uh, environment because you can smell when uh, like your environment rather than if you are in the car um, you just drive on the the motorway and uh, and from A to B but um, as anything else it's about the journey as innovation is uh, there's a lot about the journey a lot about learning and uh, and discovering. Okay, now that we've asked our experts what they want to learn, uh, I think it's time for us to share what we want to learn after reporting this episode. So I think after uh, reporting this episode and talking to fashion tech designers, I really want to learn more about innovative materials. When I first thought about fashion tech, I definitely thought about more add-on features. You know, how can you really put a circuit board inside of your clothing? But it turns out that the uh, fabric is actually what's really important. You know, how you can weave sort of invisible function into fibers. So I think I'd like to learn a little bit more about uh, kind of how you actually create smart textiles. That's really interesting, for, especially because our background is not uh, design or nope. material. So, and on my case, I would like to learn about liquid resistant products for other things we use in daily life. For example, my uh, the mobile phone, tablets. I'm always worried to split my coffee on the keyboard of my computer. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy that we, our shirts can repel coffee for up to a minute, and yet our keyboards will go crazy if there's a speck of dust or a drop of water in it. So I completely agree with you. Okay, that's our show. 
Today's show was co-hosted by me, Karis Yusef, and me, Rocio Valderrabano. Our feedback editor for today was Shi Yushen. Our music editor is Laura Galante, and our social media editor is Lisa Ulbauer. Our jingle was mixed by Xiao Liang with music by Simon Mathewson. This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. radio.